It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. All right, our earphones on, clear our throat so we sound all right. And uh, we are beginning another Upfront program. I'm Roger Bouchard. And on Thursdays, we are joined by Christopher Boulay, better known as Chris Boulay from here on in. And uh, he uh, will uh, be uh, chatting with us and sharing his uh, views throughout the next hour. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing across studio there? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's great to be here. I'm doing terrific. It's a talk show. And that means we uh, urge you to talk with us if you'd like to. And it's easy to do that. All you do is uh, dial us up at 769-0600-766-1380. One of those uh, two numbers will connect you with our studio here. And then uh, when we see the lines blinking, we'll grab your call and see what you have to say. And then we'll give you our, uh, our viewpoint on what you shared with us. All right, that's one way. And then we have this uh, thing um, uh, called the Internet. And you can communicate with us through there. Up front at WNRI.com is the uh, website address to communicate. Up front at WNRI.com. And we encourage your uh, participation in the program one way or the other. Well, obviously, the big uh, story is um, the snowstorm. No, actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, we've got a, a war going on. And it looks like uh, as each hour goes by it, escalates and uh and i i don't see any any explosions outside my window and i don't know anybody that i know has died so therefore should i be concerned about this war going on in the ukraine christopher boule well first and foremost um i did uh, want to acknowledge before somebody else calls within the last week or so you would ask me if I thought that uh, Putin was going to invade the Ukraine. And I told you that um, I thought it was possibly a bluff. And uh, if I was ever going to be considered for Secretary of State of the United States, I probably should be withdrawing my name. So hey, we can't be qualified for every job, Chris. Exactly. Yeah. But right now, the, the, as everyone knows, the markets are under low pressure right now. The Dow Jones futures this morning are down almost 800 points. And that's after losing a couple of thousand points over the last uh, couple of weeks. So that's always an issue. But I sent you an article this morning. And it says, market reaction suggests sanctions are a slap on the wrist for Putin. The words I left out were... Market reaction suggests sanctions over Crimea are a slap on the wrist for Putin. So, if I can do Back anything... in 2014. Yeah, this is March of 17, 2014. Yeah. So, if I can do anything um, that's important as a financial advisor is put things in perspective. Um, <clears throat> under the Obama administration, Putin had done this before with Crimea. And not to minimize death, because I would never do that, not to minimize the action, but as Americans, uh, what is the issue? What is going to happen? And you can only go by history. It doesn't mean history is going to repeat itself, but we've dealt with this in 2014. We put on sanctions on the Russians, and um, they had some success. I think this article is a little misleading, but it does talk about the same issue, Crimea or Ukraine. So history repeats itself. It certainly rhymes. And we, too, will get past this. Now, the conditions that um, created this invasion uh, this morning uh, existed um, five years ago and three years ago and two years ago. And so Mr. Putin must have uh, said... Uh, Based on world conditions, who's in charge of uh, the major countries and the countries? Uh, this is an opportune time because they're weak. Or is that uh, unfair to the major leaders of the world? See, I didn't mention Mr. Biden. <laughs> well, I, I think you can go by the last time that Putin did something like this was in 2014 where Obama was the president and then we had four years of pretty much peace under the Trump administration and then now Putin is looking at the way 
America handled Afghanistan, which was a disaster. It was a national embarrassment. And we've also got issues with North Korea. And we also have issues with China wanting to take over Taiwan. So this is not a good thing. You know, is it going to be the World War Three? I don't think so. But is it a good thing for America? No. Did Putin look at the situation in America and decide that he could kind of push things? Absolutely. Um, there's so much information going out and it's so fluid. There is a piece on Fox News today from Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State under the Trump administration. And he says that Putin wants to put pull back the USSR. He wants to recreate the Soviet Union. So that is problematic and we'll, we'll see what happens. But the, and I sent you some other piece and we can talk about it if, if we get calls about it. But there are sanctions against banks, against oligarchs. But the one thing that they did not touch, the United States and our allies, is the energy. And if we did that, we create problems for ourselves because gasoline would go up even more. We created that problem by getting rid of, away from energy independence. So Biden shut down the Keystone uh, Pipeline, decided that we can't drill on national land, made it very, very difficult for the oil companies to invest. So it's okay if China has 50% of the world's coal production and helps their people, but the United States, you know, we have to pay 4 and $5 for a gallon of gasoline and more for oil because of self-inflicted. So if we were energy independent, we could actually look to have the sanctions on the energy and really create a problem. So what will happen is as we have this issue, the Russians have put aside enough reserves or, or to help themselves out of foreign currencies. So you, you can't do sanctions there. Their banks are like, eh, we've been through this before. And the key point is the energy and the fact that if energy prices go up and they will, it's actually going to benefit Russia. So we have not put ourselves in a great position. So the lack of leadership by the Biden administration, the lack of forethought and self-inflicted problems uh, have put this upon ourselves. So this is going to be uh, an embarrassment for U.S. Uh, foreign policy, for NATO foreign policy, for United Nations foreign policy, and um, also for uh, the uh, European Union because um, uh, they're going to suffer uh, because of, the, or maybe they'll, maybe they'll do better because of this war in Ukraine. A lot of people uh, who should be very strong and being able to exercise uh, muscle are weaklings today. And then the, the wild card is, is if Putin really is concerned about the Ukraine joining NATO, and I don't know what degree that is. I think Pompeo's analysis that he wants to recreate the Soviet Union is, is probably a lot greater. But if you think about the concern of Putin, again, that, that Ukraine will join NATO, then he must be concerned about NATO, obviously. So may, maybe that will play itself out as well. Hey, Booch, writes this emailer. He says, uh, can you say this is geopolitical theater? G-E-O dash political theater. I believe, uh, he writes in his email, I believe the COVID nonsense is no longer working. So the globalists who are pushing for the Great Reset are now going in a different direction. I am currently building machine for P&G and guess where it is going to Russia. That should tell you something. No borders for international global corporations. This is part of a big plan. I guess there are some people who uh, say that uh, there's um, uh, multi-billionaires out there running the entire show, not uh, governments like the U.S. government. That's what I think they say. Well, if you take a step back, and Fox News has been hammering on this, and it makes a lot of sense, we don't seem to have respect for our southern border, but we're supposed to have respect for Ukraine's border. <laughs> That's, I mean, you don't have to be... Uh, a conservative or a liberal or anything in between to kind of look at the fact that people are coming over and they're very concerned about terrorists getting into our country. You know, 2001 and 9-11 is really not burned, I guess, into people's minds. So we've got potential terrorists crossing the border, 
Uh, we're not vetting them, but we're going to have to worry about the Ukraine border. I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. And we could spend hours and hours and hours here until it starts snowing of all of the hypocrisy in the Biden administration. And now we're going to take a couple of calls and then we'll take our first break. Uh, this segment brought to you by the Honey Shop and we'll uh, tell you about them in a few moments. But first of all, let's uh, say hello and see where you're going with your comments this morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, my, my, my thought that earlier when I heard your soundbite, which you had told me that's what it was, Roger. Yes, uh, You mentioned something. Yes, I remembered. Uh, I re- and I was listening intently when you mentioned uh, Cicilline and uh, Langevin. Uh, and I picked up on the comment, and I think you took it from directly from them. You didn't change any of the words, correctly? Correct. Is that correct? Correct. All right. So when I was listening, it kind of perked my interest since I had done a little project with some students on uh, the USSR, which is what Langevin referred to as uh, the... Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. And so I just looked it up because it, it, it aggravated me and it made me recognize and realize the stupidity and the ignorance of not looking up the history of what this guy Langevin is commenting on. Because the Soviet hammer and sickle flag lowered for the last time over the Kremlin in, on December 25th, 1991. Uh, I guess Langevin didn't read that. So that Mikhail Gorbachev resigned his post of the Soviet Union and Boris Yeltsin took up the, you know, but it's the Russian state. The USSR doesn't exist anymore. It only lasted from 1922 to 1991. So I guess Jim Langevin didn't get the memo. No, not every, everybody reads their history, too. Uh, and um, so that's. Yeah, a, but it was in the uh, news. That's <laughs> when tear down the wall and all mm-hmm. of that jazz yeah. happened. You know, uh, I'm just pointing it as a small piece of how so many of the people that we elect federally, maybe locally, statewide, you know, that what are they doing up there? They're all kind of like partying and playing with each other, I guess. And they they don't have time to read or update their history now. There have been times uh, when I've interviewed, uh, well, we'll bring it right down to the lowest uh, local level where I've had uh, council members or or people uh, in authority here in Woonsocket and, and they're speaking here in the studio and and uh, their information is inaccurate. Now, there's a couple of things you can do in local radio. You can call them out and make them look like idiots in a small town. Or mm-hmm. you just uh, gloss over it and um, and just try to correct it a little bit later in the program. But, yeah, you're right. There are people who are elected who uh, who don't know their history and don't know their current facts. I agree. And they're at, and they're at a, you know, a, a federal level, and, and they're making decisions. And so the thing is, if they don't know... Something like this that mm-hmm. was from 1991. Wow, uh, he had time to read up on the news or be informed uh, by someone else. I don't think they really make decisions based on a full uh, current well, knowledge. I, I think I think when you think about scariness and, and incompetence, you look at AOC from the 14th Congressional District of New York. Mm, right. I, she yeah. she she doesn't have a clue. She hates America, and yet she came from a bartender to become a, a congressperson. She her she hates airplanes, and her district has includes LaGuardia Airport with twenty five thousand jobs. She wants to get rid of airplanes, and one of the largest companies in the world, the Amazon, wanted to open up a second headquarters there, and she scared them away. And the average job was paying one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and yet those people right. keep electing her. And you get the government that you deserve, but the the fact of the matter is, they're calling her the de facto. Uh, Speaker of the House, and she Isn't just that petrifying. It's petrifying yeah. that somebody wants to spend ninety-three trillion dollars to destroy America, and you think about you think about this conflict, and what it should remind Americans is you got Russian troops going across the border, and here the United States is worried about getting rid of Navy SEALs, healthy people who, because they don't take the vaccine. They're worried about yeah. pregnancy jumpsuits in the in the Air Force. They're worried about transgender 
generals. You got a four-star general who's saying it's the first woman, but it's a man disguised as a woman. And that's the stuff that we're worrying about. And then you've yeah. got China saying they're getting rid of boy bands because they don't want to send a, um, an effeminate uh, message to, to, to their future um, soldiers. So we're, we're certainly hurting ourselves. And, uh, you know, Langevin misspoke. He should have known better. But there are many, many uh, worse examples. I think AOC is probably the worst one. And sometimes talk show hosts uh, make them too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, so, some, some idiot last week said uh, on, this, on this show said he didn't think that uh, Putin was going to uh, invade Ukraine. What, what an idiot. They just don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. Your crystal ball wasn't uh, operating properly, <laughs> you know. And, and the thing, and the thing that kind of kind of blends along. There's so many aspects of this that we need to listen to what people say, and maybe sometimes listen, you know, and think, whoa, you know, did they misspeak or are they just plain damn stupid? And, and you know, we live in the United States of America, which we are not united at this point in time, and we have uh, Obama down through this joker uh you know not in not donald trump but this guy in the white house sitting in the chair um you know they want to create chaos and havoc and they always speak about reuniting nothing they do is meant to be reuniting our country it's all trying to create chaos like you were saying that that last guy the deputy secretary of energy or whatever that that character that was brought up last week it's all strangeness and insanity and i, I don't know no, the, the, they must the, have a lot of booze floating around in washington D. yeah <laughs> okay well we, 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 we no we appreciate your call Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. And and it's funny because uh, our caller brought up Ronald Reagan, and he's the one who who, uh, started the the arms race that that the Soviet Union lost and closed down the, um, closed down, now it's Russia. You ever hear the joke that um, President Reagan used to tell about Russia? There was a a citizen, in Russia, a citizen who was going to get a car delivered, and it's going to take him three years. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, you're going to get the car on March 17th in three years. So the citizen says, is it going to be morning or is it going to be afternoon? He goes, three years from now, what do you care? He says, because the plumber's coming in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, to show you how life was back then. Yeah, that's the Russian economy. All right, one more call before our break. Hello, what are your comments on this Thursday morning? Well, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm not going to be polite. I'm going to say it, it like it is. The bottom line is, if we'd maintain energy independence... Putin would have never been in power to do this thing in the first place. And the bottom line is, all you greenie weenies, all you environmentalist wackos, including Biden himself, who shut down American energy production, the blood of the Ukrainians is on your hands. You are bloodied. Thank you. That's all I say. Thank you. You are blood. Have a good day, all you bloodied liberal nutcases that let Putin do this. Have a good day yourself, too. Again, there was just no. We talked. There was just no good reason to shoot ourselves in the foot and get rid of our energy independence. You know, let's make zero carbon emissions in America by 2030, and then let the Chinese fall under a different set of rules and have 50 percent of the coal firing uh, power plants in the world. All right, we're going to take a break. You can have a Danish uh, muffin and a cup of coffee uh, while we're uh, doing this. Program brought to you by the Honey Shop, Gourmet Foods, Health Foods, Natural Remedies. We're a local food manufacturer. A, we have uh, workshops and classes. We organize hikes and nature excursions. We do a lot of things at the Honey Shop. Of course, we manufacture and sell all natural honey products. That's why we're called the Honey Shop. But a lot more than that, we have our Breathe Cold and Allergy Remedy. It has 100% natural ingredients that immediately relieve sinus and chest congestion with no unpleasant side effects. And our honey line of fruited creamed honey adds a delicious sweetness to a host of goodies. Your satisfaction 100% guaranteed. And coming up on Sunday, February 27th, wood burning or polygraphy classes. I asked uh, Kathy how to pronounce that. I thought it was pyrography. I'm wrong. Pyrography 
classes. Uh, this is the free-handed art of uh, decorating wood with uh, burn marks, or as the Greeks say, writing with fire. And uh, we have a class in wood burning this coming Sunday. And then we have a sourdough bread making class on Saturday, March 5th. And another wood burning class on Saturday, March 19th. And we also have a cheese making workshop and a little wine sipping that day, too, on Saturday, March 26th. So uh, there are a lot of things happening in terms of workshops. We are the honey shop, and we're at 1300 Park Avenue at 766-1488. It is the same honey shop where history was made the other day, where Governor, <laughs> where Governor Dan McKee dropped in to say hello to uh, Paul and Kathy at the honey shop. That was uh, quite a nice visit on the part of the governors, and uh, Kathy and uh, Paul were pretty happy with a gubernatorial visit to the honey shop. But we invite you to visit uh, them anytime. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. No, Scott McGee has property all over the uh, greater Woonsocket area. And, um, you know, some of the properties he's had, uh, 1095 uh, Park Avenue, that was where the uh, hair salon was, and it was a multifamily house. And uh, also um, on Florida Street here in Woonsocket. But the point is that if you are uh, thinking of uh, selling your house, uh, you might want to give uh, Scott McGee a call because he will help you move it quickly and uh, move you on to uh, some other destination. Maybe you're headed south to Florida or um, maybe you're headed to a condo that uh, you'd like to buy up in New Hampshire. I don't know. But uh, he's got it. Scott McGee, talk to him about selling your house. He'll, uh, he'll do it. He'll do it quickly. And the other thing we want to talk to you about is having lunch today. And may I highly recommend for lunch, Ciro's here in Woonsocket. Why Ciro's? Because on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we open at noontime with some great specials, including... $6 margaritas. Charming ambience in a cozy setting with scrumptious food and entertainment is a great way to describe Ciro's Tavern at 42 Cherry Street, Woonsocket. Stop by for lunch Wednesday through Sunday featuring new luncheon specials added by Chef Fernando. Check out our soup served in a crock and deli sandwich combos for $10.99. Or a specialty combos like Philly cheese and sirloin steak sandwiches served with your choice of soup, salad, Caesar salad, fries, or seasonal vegetables. And at the bar, appetizers, including house-mixed cocktails and sangria specials. They're all $6 every day till 5 p.m. I recommend the tequila margaritas. Come on in and enjoy your lunch at Ciro's Wednesdays through Sundays, or come in and wind down after work at 42 Cherry Street, Woonsocket. Ciro's of Woonsocket. Let's be happy again and wine and dine at Ciro's. Yeah, open for lunch uh, today at noontime. Uh, and tomorrow on this program... Join me every Friday on Upfront. This is John Brian, Friday host of the show. Your calls and comments are always welcome. Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Talk 1380 WNRI and 99.9 FM. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How are you doing over there, Mr. Boulay? I'm doing well. Um... The last call generated a lot of thoughts and things. Uh, I think the regular callers know I'm a big supporter of Tucker Carlson. I think he's the most important person on TV and really provides a lot of uh, thought. So she also she mentioned Congressman Cicilline. He was actually on CNN a couple of days ago, and he accused Tucker Carlson of being treasonous because he wanted an interview with Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could go on and on, but you think about 60 Minutes, and they had interviews with the Ayatollah Khomeini, they've had interviews with Putin. So it's really a stupid comment by uh, Cicilline. But it was interesting, the response, and I recorded it to make sure I quoted it correctly. So um, Tucker Carlson called um, Cicilline a former mafia lawyer, who represents one of the most corrupt states in the union, and he's a repulsive little man. Mm -hmm. And he asked uh, Cicilline, they reached out to Cicilline's office and said, he's welcome to come on Tucker Carlson. And the point he was making was to 
reach out to Putin, ask for an interview is not an endorsement. To reach out to Rep. Cicilline to come on and defend his comments is not an endorsement. The only, I, I was listening to a talk show. I just happened to catch it last night. The only thing that uh, somebody objected to was calling him a little man. So supposing Cicilline were 6'6 six, six, uh, and his led, led the same life, would he be called a repulsive tall man for all the things that he's done and so forth and uh, what happens is that sometimes the commentators in there you know if uh, if somebody is like six feet and then the next guy is five ten uh he's a little man to that guy because it's all uh you know it's what we call uh what what's that term um like um a descending type of thing uh, so what happens is that you get criticized for something that um, is not relevant to the situation, whether they're whether they're small like uh, Jack Reed or David Cicilline, or whether they're huge or not. Um, commentators uh, love to uh, do that small man syndrome as long as they're two inches tall. <laughs> Let's grab a couple of calls here on the Upfront program on WNRI. Hello there. Um, good morning. I should like to make a couple comments, please. Good morning. Good morning. Um, first of all, I'd, I'd like to say that, you know, those who rattle the saber the, the most often and those who threaten the most are really the ones that pick up the saber and do their own dirty work. And that's been throughout history. And honestly, um, as far as um, Langevin's comments, he's not even running again. He could say that, that the moon is made made out of blue cheese and it wouldn't matter anyway because he is totally out of the picture as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he no, just yeah, no, is no, not relevant. Yeah, no, no, no question. I'm sure he uh, he doesn't care. It, it's, it's like the congressman um, uh, from Wyoming made uh, his name will come to me but um, he's, he stopped running uh, he wasn't running for re-election and he goes he goes what's they asked what's the best thing about that he goes well when somebody goes at a party and they put their hand over their name tag and said I bet you don't know who I am now I can say I don't give a damn either <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But the, the other couple of things I'd like to say are that I agree with so much with what Dr. Carroll was saying earlier. Um, she made an awful lot of sense. And I think that another thing, that as far as sanctions go, Vladimir Putin isn't stupid. And he didn't survive all the crap within the Soviet Union by being stupid. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the thing that we have to remember is that he, like a tiger, was waiting to pounce at the best possible moment. I mean, he was smart enough to wait till after the Olympics, after they got their medals, you know. But he was waiting to pounce, just like a tiger. And because he sees that we, as um, the United States, seem to have no teeth in what we have to say. And he sees that the United Nations seems to have no teeth as well. Because I think... One of the sanctions that should happen in this situation should be that Russia is made to return Karelia back to Finland because they should never have been allowed to take it in the first place. That was done to appease Stalin. So this is all crap, and unfortunately a lot of good, innocent people are going to be hurt in the process, and a lot of it has to do with people's egos and I'm going to be the new Russian czar. And that's just a shame. And, so and, that's all yeah. I want to and say. And one, 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 one of the things picking up on that, before Putin is also president for life, as President yes. Xi is. So right. when when American president, you know, I think most people don't think that Biden's going to finish his first term, never mind a second term. But every president is eliminated. Uh, uh, limited by the Constitution, either 10 years or, or two terms. And so when you're dealing with negotiating somebody who's president for life, they certainly can take the long game against you. Right, exactly. And because they're secure in the position, or they think that they are. Exactly. We don't know what's all going to happen on the next page of history. But we do know that right now, because of his position, Vladimir Putin thinks he's invincible. But, you know, all idols have feet of clay. So that's all I wanted to say. You have a good day. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, bye -bye. thanks for taking the time. Next call. Up on WNRI's Upfront program. Hello. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. 
Chris, uh, I got a few things I want to say here. Uh, the I think we're seeing a deadly wound to this uh, global economic system right now. Uh, all the nations of the world, the markets are actually plunging. And uh, it shows you that we are in a global system, economically and politically. Uh, the Saudis have admitted this week that they're backing Russia. Uh, the Chinese are blaming the U.S. for the escalation. Uh, what can be done with the Chinese for aiding the Russians? They're aiding them militarily. They've been training with them for years now. And uh, they're uh, supplying all their needs. Uh, they had this all uh, worked out uh, before this all happened. Uh, also, a, a boycott on Chinese uh, cars, uh, Hyundais and Kias, would be a step in the right direction. Um, that would get their attention. As far as inflation, because of this uh, uh, war in the, uh, uh, the country there, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really affect oil prices. And oil touches everything that we touch today. Uh, through cyber, the banking systems of Ukraine and Russia, there are long lines. People can't even get into the banks or get out their money through the IBMs. So that's a, that's a thing that uh, the Russians really have down is the cyber. I don't think we have the technology to compete with them at this point. So that should be worked down. Uh, they, that could come to our country. Uh, and that, that tells me that people should have reserves on hand for maybe five months of their bill paying. I can't stress this enough. Uh, this, could wipe, this, this inflation could also wipe out bank accounts worldwide on a worldwide level if this escalation keeps going. Uh, we could see almost with biblical proportions where two nations put all the wealth of their countries into a war of attrition. Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose perspective. Yeah, I wouldn't lose perspective. A couple of things, though. Um, uh, Hyundai and Kia are uh, made in South Korea, so I, I don't think the Chinese would care. But also keep in mind that the number one automobile sold um, in in China are, are Buicks and secondary is Cadillac. So there is some stuff there. If we create a problem there, in the sense that 100% of our generic drugs are made in China. We're not prepared for that. But don't lose perspective. Um, in 2014, we had the same exact issue with Korea, Korea um, being invaded by, uh, by Russia. So we, we've, we've got those issues. And then secondarily, the, the, the market is still not that far off of its all-time highs. Remember, we went all the way down to 21,000 during the pandemic. So certainly th there are concerns here, but if you can only go back and look at history, um, we're, we're gonna, this too is going to come and, come and go. So the problem is, is that the teeth of, of our sanctions are gone because we didn't prepare ourselves. Russia prepared themselves by increasing their, their foreign reserves. So the banking issues are, are minimal in terms of their ability to fund their country. And then the biggest one is that if we were to shut off and tell every country that you can't use natural gas and oil from, from Russia, we'd be looking at 8 $9.00. Uh, off the top of my head, a gallon of gas, and we didn't keep our energy independence. So I, I think this is not a great thing, but I think six months from now, a year from now, um, we'll, we'll look back and say it was a blip. And so, you think that's you think that's the amount of time that this is going to take? This uh, no, no, I think I think I think it'll be quicker. But you're also talking to the guy who also thought that he wasn't going to invade. But if you go back by history, these things kind of come and go. So I, I, I don't how think... About, go ahead. How about its effect on Europe, uh, our brothers and sisters in Europe? Uh, how, is, how is this uh, uh, playing out? Oh, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not great. Germ, Germany gets... Germany gets 35% of its natural gas from Russia. So, and 
the Nord Stream 2 is not even uh, aligned yet, and Germany took over overseeing that to make sure that our sanctions weren't going to shut that down. They're going to try and negotiate. But, again, they're closer. Think about when we had the Cuban Missile Crisis. Ninety miles off of our coast of Florida is Cuba. Um, Ukraine is is right there next to Russia, and it's it's right in the it's right in Eastern Europe. So therefore, they're going to have more concern. It's going to it's going to affect them. We were in a position where it wasn't going to affect us that much economically, and we just gave that away by giving away our energy independence. But I I think this is an issue, and I think my gut tells me it's a short term issue, and. I check in here every week, so if I'm wrong, we can we can talk about that. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Also, one other quick thing, Chris. Uh, there is a Russian buildup uh, north of us, uh, north of Canada, uh, on our uh, Alaska border, and in the Aleutian Islands. You might want to look into that. You bet. Uh, also, uh, could uh, could Russia play this chess game and put uh, missile systems on Cuba again? Oh, they, I mean, they could they, they could always do that, but I think that we'd have the same issue. And I and I bring up yeah. Cuba to juxtapose that with the Ukraine is right there. So at least one of the issues seems to be that Ukraine was was a concern for Russia because it's bordering them, and they didn't want NATO forces there. We certainly don't want n- missiles ninety miles away from Cuba. I don't. I think we're a ways away from anything like that. Good way of answering that. How about, how, how about our southern border, Chris? Would there be uh, agents? Uh, uh, our adversaries coming into through that border agents. Yes, I, I think um, I think there's probably I think there's probably a ninety percent chance or more that there are people in this country that wouldn't have passed vetting and, and don't belong. They're here. They're already here. Thank yeah. you for your call. Sir. Thanks. We always on. appreciate the call. You are on the upfront program on WNRI, and um, we uh, we talk to people. I was uh, uh, it, today is International Day here on the upfront program. Uh, we're not talking about uh, the bypass or Cass Park today. Uh, we're moving on to other topics. Hello there. Hey, am I on the line? You're on the air. You are. Hey, Chris, you know who this is? Uh, somebody, your neighbor, <laughs> long time ago. Oh, yes. How are you? Not, 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 not that great, but falling apart piece by piece. I'm an old lady now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, how's everybody? Your family? Every everyone's terrific. Really? Yes. How 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 how's Judy? Judy's doing terrific. Well, you tell her the twins said hi, right? Absolutely. Thanks for calling and Appreciate have a have call. a super day. Okay. You are on the upfront program. Always in, always in Wisconsin. We always know somebody. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, I was going to take our next call, but uh, the next call is gone. That. Creates an opportunity for me, uh, Mr. Chris Boulay, to uh, do a commercial. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do that for for Grumpy's right here in um, right here in South Bellingham. And you know, on a Monday through Thursday basis, Grumpy's has uh, what we call the um, ten dollar dinner specials. Now, I can't tell you what the ten dollar dinner specials are tonight at Grumpy's. But I can tell you what they were another night at Grumpy's. Um, in addition, incidentally, uh, you look at the $10 dinner specials, and you can have them, or you can just go to the regular menu. I love their sizzling steak 12-ounce sirloin. Oh, is that good with, uh, with green peppers and sautéed onions and mushrooms? Anyway, back to the $10 dinner specials. Recently, uh, chicken cacciatore was offered with a $10 meal served with uh, your selection of pasta. For $10, they offered baked manicotti topped with uh, house-made uh, marinara sauce. For $10, one time they offered veal parmesan, which is that fork tender veal cutlet slightly dredged in an Italian seasoned breadcrumb uh, mix and then pan-fried until golden brown and then topped with the house uh, marinara and mozzarella cheese. Your choice of uh, penne or angel here pasta. That was $10. And sometimes uh, the kitchen makes homemade lasagna and gives you a huge piece for $10. The point is that there's great dining Monday through Thursday for only $10 from their special $10 dinner menu at Grumpy's. But 
If you don't see something, you can always have a pizza. You can always have a steak. You can always have uh, chicken wings or chicken tenders. We are Grumpy's in South Bellingham. We're open today, noontime, for your convenience. All right, another place uh, that's open for your uh, convenience is uh, the laundromat. And we're going to tell you about them right now. Matthew and Nelv invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. We wash, dry, fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. Includes detergent, bleach softener, dryer sheets with clear plastic bags. Pickup and delivery is available too. We have all commercial front load machines, 20 pounds, 30, 40, 60 pounds, and 80 pound washers. And enjoy our 65 inch flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you're here. Commercial accounts are also welcome including nursing homes and restaurants, we have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 45 pounds. Have a question? Call us at 769-9661. The husband and wife team, Matthew and Nell, invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. Right, and uh, before we uh, get to uh, more phone calls, actually, this is a phone call. We're going to chat with uh, Steve D'Agostino, who is the uh, public works director in the city of Woonsocket. And we have uh, a storm coming. Did you know that, Mr. Boulay? I heard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mr. D'Agostino, how are you doing? And tell us um, what's going on in terms of preparation, what you're going to do, and what the people of Woonsocket can do to get us through. Well, what, what we need to get through this conflict is... Uh Recognize that uh, there's a 9 o'clock parking ban this evening, okay? And, uh, you know, we're going to be hit with about 6 to 8 inches of wet snow um, tomorrow. It's ex- ex- expected to begin around 2 a.m. and intensified through the uh, morning commute. So I just want people to be aware of that and ready for that. And uh, we're going to be ready. And uh, you can help us by limiting your travel um, on the roads tomorrow, and uh, we'll get this cleaned up as soon as we can and get back to to normal. Mr. Uh, D'Agostino, would you recommend that people not put their uh, barrels out tomorrow? I would recommend that uh, strongly, yes. Yeah. And uh, I've been listening to your show this morning, and I realize that on the grand scheme of things, this is uh, it's probably small, but it's still, it's, it affects our area, and uh, we, we need to deal with this. But uh, I will say, in regards to your discussion, that, uh, you know, I, I, and everybody said it a, a thousand times already, but energy independence, we should have never got away from that, ever. Okay? And also, you're dealing with a person that's uh, mentally unstable. I, I, would, I would say that without hesitation, and also has... 6,200 nuclear weapons. So um, I would hope that these politicians take that into consideration. Yeah, you you raise a good point. We have agreements with Russia, the United States, to reduce armament. And if you go from 6,000 to uh, to 1,500, you still have a problem. (laughs) A huge problem. So, But uh, anyway, um, I hope that that gets resolved and, you know, and this cooler heads prevail and you know, some clearer thinking people step forward. So. Mr. D'Agostino, there's a, a, a time in the future where I'd love to have a discussion on the following topics with you. I'd like to talk about windmills and see how you feel about them. I'd like to talk about batteries, and I'd like to see how you uh, feel about them. And um, a few other um, sources of, uh, of energy, because I think you have some pretty strong opinions about them for another day. All right? Thank you. Absolutely. I'd love to. Have a great day. Thank you. Steve D'Agostino calling in and giving us uh, an update saying, um, uh, summary, parking ban tonight at 9. Keep your cars off the road. Don't put your barrels out tomorrow. Stay off the roads um, starting, um, you know, during the night because that's when the storm will uh, will, uh, come in until the roads are plowed and and so forth. So there's your uh, summary. Anything else you're going to talk about, uh, Mr. Christopher Bouvet, before oh, j- we hit the phone? Just just briefly, um, I know it was discussed, uh, Tom Brady, you know, recently retired from football in the NFL, and he's expanding his business practice, and now he's, his uh, production, 199 uh, Productions, is actually making a movie. 
And it's interesting that Hanoi Jane Fonda is in the movie. But what I would say is somebody who's a big, big Brady fan and, uh, and all that, I would say for the people who uh, are getting this exposed stuff, it's, it's um, buyer beware. You know, he's going to throw a bunch of stuff against the wall. He's got a Brady brand. I just bought three suits. I didn't even consider, you know, buying a Brady brand. You know, TV 12 is kind of plateauing. Now he's making movies and stuff. So I know he's going to expand stuff. They're going to throw stuff against the wall. But um, I'm pretty underwhelmed by the production of him playing himself in a movie about football, about the Super Bowl with the people he's got in there. So I'm, I'm not a big fan. He's that. falling from grace from you? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, to, to get Jane Fonda to do his first movie when, you know, half of the people are probably going to protest it because of what she did in the Vietnam War. To play himself, I guess he's trying to go... Um, very safe and playing himself in a movie. I, I'm just kind of underwhelmed with, with all of this stuff. So we'll see uh, where it all goes. All right, we'll grab the phones in a second here. want to remind you that uh, Walt's Clothing is open today. And uh, they sell a lot of winter clothing at Walt's. And they're right here in Woonsocket. You know, some people forget about them, but we don't. 837 Cumberland Hill Road, not only for the blue-collar worker, but for anyone that wants to keep warm tomorrow <laughs> we have what you need we have the flannel shirts we have the snow boots we have the boot dryers the gloves the vests the jackets the thermals we have it all and we're open every day at uh, eight o'clock and uh, excuse me every day at nine o'clock in the morning so we'll be open in just a couple of minutes everything you need to keep warm in the upcoming storm you'll find at waltz clothing 837 Cumberland Hill Road. You want to check ahead of time and see if they have something special that you want? Okay, call them. 765-7582. 765-7582. Waltz Clothing. Cumberland Hill Road. Open in just a few minutes to take care of your winter needs. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, people are nice enough to hold. Let's uh, put the calls on. Okay, your comments, please, on the upfront program. Hello, hello. Hello. I would like to say I... Well, this isn't my original comment, because I just heard Chris talk about Brady. I am highly disappointed with him having Hanoi, Hanoi Jean, Jane uh, Fonda on his movie. The other comment is I want to clarify that what Tucker Carlson said about Cicilline, the little man, what he really meant was that the little man is little-minded. Mm -hmm. Thanks. That's how I. That's how I took it too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how everybody took it. I'm sure. All right. Let's take another call here on the upfront program. Good morning. Mm -hmm. um, during this pandemic, you know that there's certain laws that were federally instituted. One is the HEPA law. People working in institutions who had valid medical reasons why they couldn't get the shot got the paperwork done, letters from doctors, and submitted them. I know of one institution, and this is not hearsay, that the director of this institution passed around that letter, the heads of departments, like food services, etc. This person found out because they worked together before they had a new director. When the other one, as soon as it was announced, she took off. These, these heads of departments ran that institution for months and did an unbelievable job. They were acknowledged by a private, a private uh, uh, group that acknowledges people that go above board in the, fee, in the medical field. Now, she finds out that he had passed around her medical letter. The people who should not have seen it did not give it to, like, corporate and took it upon himself to not even do anything with it. When she she wrote a letter complaining to the health department, hadn't heard, kept calling, calling. Finally, when she gets an answer, they said, well, we're in a state of emergency and uh, certain laws can be disregarded. How do they get away with doing that? Well, I guess the same way the governor has power and, 
and uh, executive powers, it, it probably shouldn't have happened, but um, it, it's, a, it's a poor excuse not to follow the law. Sometimes you get away with uh, some things, uh, and then you uh, intro, you know, when, when the governor was first, uh, Governor Raimondo was first exercising power with COVID, people were so afraid they let her do anything. Uh, she, so nobody was... Oh, let me slip this in. This will yeah. knock your socks off. Mm-hmm. This person that that was running, mm-hmm. and I'm calling it an institution. I'm trying to be generic about this. Okay? Before he became a director of a nursing home, he took a couple of fast courses. He ran the maintenance department. What health background did he have to make that judgment? And why didn't the state consider that? I don't know. It's above our pay grade on this program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, it was above his pay grade, too. He got away with it. Apparently so. Appreciate and that's what you call a little man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks Thank a lot. You. All right. You, you too. Little men under fire this, this morning here on the Upfront program. Well, uh, you guys were in uh, daybreak. I, had, I was in the green room and got a call. You mentioned Antarctica. And a gentleman called and said... Uh, he had heard that you had to have your appendix removed before you go, mm-hmm. and um, looked it up, and it's not necessary. Is that true? <laughs> well, it's not. No, but doc- doctors recommended doctors who are there have it have it done bec- uh-huh. because there's no doctors. Uh-huh. So the answer is no. But doctors who are wintering in Australian Antarctica stations do have their appendixes removed. This is because there's usually only one doctor on the station during the winter. Evacuation back to medical care in Australia is impossible for at least part of the year. So this started. In 1950s when uh, a doctor had to uh, have his appendix removed and couldn't get him back. And in 1961, a Russian doctor uh, removed his own appendix uh, by himself. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah, that's a tough guy. But anyway, I, I did want to acknowledge the call and acknowledge I did uh, do some research on it. Well, some people think I'm crazy going on my train trips to unusual places, but I have a friend who has actually got a cruise book to Antarctica and wants to go down there and see what it's like. Okay. Um, now I don't. I don't know. Is this uh, something on your uh, your list of things to do? No. Right. I don't no. want to go to no. Greenland, and no. I don't want to go to Antarctica. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. You have the final word, Chris, before we uh, pull the plug on the program for today. Oh, just just acknowledging that uh, Dan McKee announced he was going to run for governor the other day, and. Um, much to my chagrin, uh, he's by far the best candidate, and I wouldn't consider any, anyone else running. I think he is uh, got one to the liberal side, but he's still got some practicality there, and, and the others are just crazy. All right, and at uh, his news conference, uh, the mayor of Woonsocket was there supporting him, and the town administrator of, uh, of Lincoln was there supporting him. I, I would have been not surprised if Seth Magazina was there supporting him because Seth Magazina did the biggest favor to Dan McKee to boost his campaign by deciding to run for Congress. And uh, so uh, that takes away a big uh, number of votes in the primary that could have upset uh, Dan McKee. All right, I guess that's uh, a discussion for another day. Thank you, Chris, for being with us here on the Upfront program. My pleasure.